It's the last series of the season, and the Chicago White Sox are able to finish things off at home. The White Sox beat the Minnesota Twins on Monday night. Real story happened before the game. Tony LaRusa made it official. He will not be returning to manage the Chicago White Sox in 2023. General Manager Rick Hahn also spoke at the press conference as the search for the fourth manager in eight seasons is now underway. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Each and every day, we're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Morowski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Johnny Cueto had a quality start on Monday and would like to continue pitching for the White Sox in 2023. Uh, Rick Hahn began to highlight what the managerial search will look like, including uh, what qualifications they are searching for. And the next skipper, as Tony LaRussa issued a press release and held a press conference stating that he will not return next season. State of the White Sox, they are 80 and 80 in second place in the AL Central with just two games left. Uh, White Sox beat the Twins on Monday night, 3-2. to two. Uh, We'll cover it a little bit later in this episode. The big story, of course, happening uh, Monday afternoon, a few hours before the game. Tony La Russa making it official. Uh, he, will be not, he will not be back in 2023. Uh, he issued a statement that came out, and then he had a press conference. Uh, here is uh, his statement. Uh, He said, this February, I had a pacemaker installed and was cleared by my doctors to begin spring training as scheduled. A periodic check of the device later identified a problem uh, during batting practice on August 30th. I was informed of the issue taken out of uniform and tested by doctors the next day. The solution was to update the pacemaker in Arizona for me not to return as manager without medical clearance. Uh, During an annual private exam after the first of the year, a second health issue was also uh, diagnosed. I decided to delay confronting it until the off-season. While I was inactive with the pacemaker, the second issue was analyzed. The result is that a corrective plan has been developed by my medical team and implementation has begun I informed the White Sox of this second issue while I was out of uniform dealing with the pacemaker. As I have stated previously, I continue to request privacy related to my health issues and appreciate those who have respected that request. My overall prognosis 
is good. And I want to thank everyone who has reached out to me with well wishes related to my health. At no time this season did either issue negatively affect my responsibilities as White Sox manager. However, it has become obvious that the length of the treatment and recovery process for this second health issue makes it impossible for me to be the White Sox manager in 2023. The timing of this announcement now enables the front office to include filling the manager position with their off-season priorities. Our team's record this season is the final reality. It is an unacceptable disappointment. There were some pluses, but too many minuses. In the major leagues, you either do or you don't. Uh, Explanations come across as excuses. Respect and trust demand accountability. And during my managerial career, I understood that the ultimate responsibility for each minus belongs to the manager. I was hired to provide positive, difference-making leadership and support. Our record is proof. I did not do my job. The 2020 and 2021 seasons were important positive steps for this organization, ending with playoff baseball. I take pride in the 2021 season because our team dealt with the pressure of being labeled as favorite by earning a division championship and posting winning records in each of the season's six months. In 2022, we have some improvement in the wrong direction. Uh, The key now is to figure out what is right versus what is wrong. I'm convinced that the process will be productive and the players will be receptive. The future for this team remains bright. At no time have I been disappointed or upset with White Sox fans, including those who at times chanted, Fire Tony. They come to games with passion for our team and a strong desire to win, loud and excited when we win, They rightly are upset when we play poorly. A great example of this support came in Game 3 of last year's Division Series. No disrespect intended to any of my other teams and their fans, but that was the most electric crowd I have ever experienced. Finally, I'm sincerely disappointed that I am leaving without the opportunity to finish what I was brought in to do. I still appreciate the chance to come back home to the White Sox and leave today with many more good memories than disappointments. As I have said many times during my career, no manager has ever had more good fortune than I have. Thank you. Uh, that was the the press release. Uh, really interesting stuff. I, I found uh, the statement, I was hired to provide positive difference-making leadership and support. Our record is proof. I did not do my job. I, I found that part. I thought that was an important part of the statement. I thought it was a well-written press release. And then the, there was the press conference after uh, caught most of that, you know, it wasn't televised. uh, uh, It wasn't, it wasn't put out live on the radio or anything, which was uh, unfortunate, but LaRusa said uh, in the, in the press conference that he was worried about uh, being a distraction to the organization. So if his health weren't an issue, He said fan discontent was a factor to his returning. A lot of stuff that we, of course, heard from Bob Nightingale uh, was going to happen. Tony La Russa uh, has uh, stepped down. He is retiring once again and will not 
uh, be managing the White Sox moving forward in 2023. Uh, Rick Hahn followed Tony LaRusse's press conference on Monday. He provided some insight, and I'm going to tell you how the White Sox are leaning as the managerial search begins. Uh, more on that in a moment. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Uh, Bet online where the game starts. So, Rick Hahn, uh, he spoke after Tony LaRussa did, and uh, he took a lot of different questions and started to kind of outline how this managerial search was going to go. Uh, here were some takeaways from what Han had to say. Uh, he will be leading the hiring process, but it will be a collaborative effort. Uh, so we all know what happened last time with Tony LaRussa. It uh, was not Rick Han's decision. Uh, Jerry Reinsdorf forced Tony LaRussa down our throats. Uh, so according to Han, uh, he's going to be leading the process this time. However, uh, there will be other voices involved. Uh, Han said, we want someone who who played a key role in a winning organization. Uh, Current acting manager Miguel Cairo has earned an interview for the full-time job this uh, offseason. Decisions on coaches will be made with new manager. Uh, That uh, makes sense. I'm really curious of Uh, this coaching staff too. I feel like you can let everybody go if you want. The new manager, whoever was brought in, especially if they're an outsider, okay, they don't have, you know, these these deep connections to the White Sox organization. They are someone that truly is going to be brought in from the outside and it's going to be hands off. You do what you need to do. Then there's no reason to protect anybody. Daryl Boston, Joe McEwing, uh, Frank Menachino, uh, he, that even goes for Ethan Katz. If that new manager wants to bring in uh, someone else as a pitching coach, uh, have at it. Uh, so we'll see what that looks like. While he wouldn't rule out any managers with previous connections to the White Sox, Han did say that the organization is eager to get some outside perspective on the team. I personally think that is very important. Uh, team of Rivals. Get some new blood in the White Sox organization, and maybe, just maybe, they can bring some other uh, folks that are are, are smart, forward-thinking, successful baseball minds, uh, not necessarily uh, tie-ins with the White Sox organization. Uh, and, And this is Han. He said, if I felt that I wasn't the right person for the job, I would step aside and that I'm thankful to have continued support from ownership. Of course he has continued uh, support from ownership. Uh, I, I, again, I personally feel like Jerry Reinsdorf said to Rick Hahn, Hey, I'm pushing Tony LaRusso through here uh, as the manager. And you know what? You got to, you're safe. Your job is absolutely safe. I'm going over your head. I'm doing this. 
don't worry about anything. I just feel like the relationship with Kenny Williams, Rick Hahn, Jerry Reinsdorf, it's very bizarre. Rick Hahn is untouchable uh, in my mind. Uh, also, Rick Hahn, uh, I think we are going to use this opportunity to get different perspectives, new way of looking at things, a little different from those who have been a little bit more insular uh, to the organization. Outside views. I love it. I, I hope this is true. I hope this isn't just Rick Hahn saying what he thinks fans want to hear. Uh, I really, I hope this is what how they're going to handle this, this managerial search right now. Uh, truly vetting the situation, you know, and, and, and there's a long list of folks. If you look at some of those qualifications and credentials that Han started to outline there. Uh, Han also talked about Jose Abreu. Uh, of course, Jose Abreu's contract is up at the end of this season. And what is going to happen with Jose Abreu? Uh, Han asked about Abreu, says it remains to be seen. Uh, how clear is that? How the longtime first baseman fits on the roster moving forward. Uh, that doesn't sound positive to me. Uh, Han was non-committal on Jose Abreu uh, past this season, saying it remains to be seen how things will fit and uh, that Abreu's return would have a ripple effect on the roster to consider. Uh, that's another biggie. You know, if Jose Abreu stays, you got some decisions to make with Andrew Vaughn. Uh, he might have to be traded. Uh, you, you just almost can't have both of them on the team at the same time. Uh, looking at your future. Uh, Aloy Jimenez is going to be your DH in 2023. I, I know he's not going to like it. He's young. He doesn't want to be stuck in the DH spot, but he's been able to stay healthy and he can hit the ball. Maybe he goes out there a few times in left field, but maybe one of those few times he goes out there to play defense, he gets hurt. I'm not saying he's he's not going to get hurt rounding the base paths, running, uh, but you're setting yourself up for success, I believe. If you keep Aloy at DH, uh, that means Andrew Vaughn, you know, I, I can't have you in the outfield. You need you to go to your, uh, your natural position, first base. And then where does that leave Jose Abreu? So I, I, I you know, if I'm reading in between the lines here, I, I just, I don't think Jose Abreu is coming back. It pains me to say that I love Jose Abreu an all time favorite. Uh, but based on some of these comments from Han, uh, that's where I'm leaning right now. Uh, Han also said uh, in regards to the offseason, trade market may be more fruitful path than free agency in coming months. Uh, Han said we're not going to be able to just throw money at the problem. Uh, when have they ever really done that? I, I, I have no idea. And then Han closed uh, everything up by saying of 2022, this is not an experience that any of us want to have again. So, you know, I, I agree with some of the things that Han uh, said in terms of qualifications. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a manager that's forward thinking, progressive, someone that is from outside the White Sox family, please. Uh, they have managerial experience and have been involved in a well-run, successful organization. Uh, they know what winning looks like top to bottom. Uh, and are, are confident that they can replicate that culture on the South side. Uh, Liam Hendricks on the next White Sox manager, quote, as a unit, I think we need an authoritarian, end quote. Also, 
said he tried striking out guys more because he didn't have faith in the White Sox defense. Well, I'm sure we're going to unpack a lot of that uh, over the offseason. The Sox still had a game to play. After all that happened in the afternoon, I'm going to tell you why the Sox are finishing strong. Uh, more on that in a moment. Chicago White Sox took down the Minnesota Twins 3-2. to two. Uh, Monday night, last series of the season, of course, uh, all at home. Uh, Bailey Ober on the hill for the Minnesota Twins. Sox offense did not have a lot going on in the game at all. Uh, second inning after an A.J. Pollock single. Josh Harrison with a two-run blast. Game was tied at two. Uh, those two hits that happened in the second inning uh, were the only hits the Sox had until the sixth inning uh, with one out, Jose Abreu crushed a double to left field. Could the Sox break the tie and bring Abreu home? No, of course not. Uh, seventh inning, though, Carlos Perez with his first major league RBI. Sox took a 3-2 lead, uh, and that is all offensively. Three runs, five hits, only two extra base hits, the Abreu double and the Josh Harrison home run. Sacks were one for four with runners in scoring position. Uh, Johnny Cueto was on the hill for the Sacks. He had a rough outing the last time he faced the Twins, giving up 10 hits in a September 28th loss. Uh, first inning, uh, some trouble brewing. A nice throw by Gavin Sheets in right field to uh, nail an aggressive Correa, trying to stretch a bloop single into a double. Uh, who knows if he gets a serious look in right field next season or if he'll even be on the team. Uh, but other ball clubs will continue to challenge Gavin Sheets, so he will need to strike fear by proving he's got an accurate arm. Uh, A.J. Pollock spun in circles in center field uh, and allowed a two-out double by uh, Gordon. And then, of course, then a two-run home run by Urshela, 2-0 Minnesota early. 30 pitches after two innings for Johnny Cueto. And A.J. Pollock, though, would get better in center field as the night went on. Uh, Stone and Benetti spent some time during the telecast talking about what next year might look like uh, in terms of defensive shifts and also a, a pitch clock. What Johnny Cueto does and how fast he works, um, that's probably going to be maybe the norm uh, next year. Uh, fifth inning started at 8.10 p.m. Central Time, one hour from the first pitch of the ball game. That is some Mark Burley efficiency. Like to see that. Uh, Cueto had that rough first inning, but that was it. Only five hits given up after six innings. Cueto finished seven innings, six hits, Two earned runs, zero walks, four strikeouts, a home run. 63 of his 98 pitches were for strikes. Uh, his ERA, 3.35. Uh, he talked about uh, wanting to pitch a few more years uh, and would love to come back to the White Sox if that was an opportunity. Uh, eighth inning was Kendall Graveman, clean shaven in a clean inning. And then Liam Hendricks never makes it dull. Uh, also made Carlos Perez absolutely do work slider after slider after slider in the dirt. Uh, Minnesota had the bases loaded, two outs, 27 pitches on his arm, but Hendricks got a strikeout to end things. Game over, Sox win 3-2. Uh, Lucas Giolito 
is on the hill Tuesday night. Sox twins back at it in game two. Folks, thank you so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. We are on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Lockdown MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I'll recap Lucas Giolito's outing and hopefully be celebrating a White Sox winner. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox!